Welcome back to GZ Podcast, part of Sim Racing HQ, and we are excited to bring you the latest updates from the past two weeks, including highlights of the top three community videos, and of course, some exciting new modes. While recent developments in the real world of motorsport can sometimes overshadow the virtual world, such as Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari, Christian Orney dilemmas at Red Bull, and of course, Formula One new liveries, I can see and I can anticipate that a lot of red cars on the track in the coming years are coming to sim racing. So stay tuned while we delve into the exciting news of sim racing. So let's jump straight away to the game news. Man's Ultimate is finally available for Steam, but wait, yes wait, as will not be as you would imagine. So the game being postponed already from December to the 20th of February, as you know, and was expecting to come completely 100% finished. But for surprise, that isn't true, and the game will come as an early release or early access. The game will just bring the grid from 2023. So let's see what Studio 397 has been able to do under the stewardship of Motorsport Games, and let's check what they bring to the table. So the game will bring more than 100 liveries, but only 12 cars in total. So we're gonna have an LMP2, only the Oreco 1, and four GTE, the Ferrari 488, Corvette CR8, Aston Martin Vantage, and the Porsche 911 RS. Not all missing for the crazy garage 58 NASCAR Chevrolet, but according with the news, the car will come late to the game. Of course, on the hypercar, we're gonna have the complete 23 grid, and make a total of three classes only on the game. Each vehicle was undergone a complete overhaul, resulting in a fresh and immersive experience, not using what was already on the R Factor 2, and the same extent to the trucks, which one receiving a meticulous redesign. Dynamic weather and time of the day features add an extra layer of realism, while the upgrade Real Road 2.0 technology ensures that the truck surface evolves over the course of the race mimic the ear and tear of endurance racing. Additional fresh dirty effects have been added to replicate the rough condition drivers face. The game still offers an extensive single player experience that's sure to satisfy enthusiasts and for adding a touch of authenticity, race director Eduardo Freitas' voice will be part and as of course, as of course a spotter to guide players through the action, enhancing the overall immersion of the game. The game still come with the possibility of a multiplayer mode that is the same already available on R Factor 2, so expecting the same type of contact, beginner, intermediate and pro. Automobilista Keep is leading a shant and deliver a new update version to the last one coming under the 1.5 belt, as according with the news 1.6 will be the next big one. So very quickly the 1.5.5.4 Featuring numerous tweaks and fixes, these include the bug that saw the wet tires wear out at an unreasonable quick rate, now they should perform as expecting. The same go to the multiple AI permanents that have been adjusting, meaning on-track battles with them should be much more realistic. While they will not make unreasonable moves and go off as track as much anymore, they should also attack and defending in more believable way. Do not expect them to jump out of the way anymore, just because you are close. This is a small update to the game that keep evolving to a super accessible sim, something that should be since the beginning. 
The last day of January, say goodbye to the GT Online Sport. As you know, GT Sport was a game depending on internet connection with 24 daily updates. With that, a lot of concert was coming, but the game would not be able to play anymore. But Polyphony went very well and changed the save mode to an offline version. Isn't a perfect game with some of us, but at least the game will remain mostly playable. A game that showed that the multiplayer sim or sim racing can be affordable. Super Uden GP2 was recently crowned the best racing sport game at the prestigious Devugu 23 award. Probably if you live under the rock, Super Nude GT is made by only one dev, Vijuda is the guy behind it, is an arcade style title that throws you behind the wheel in an isometric perspective, offering a unique and exhilarating racing experience, counting with over 108 customizing cars, bring that 80 to 90 nostalgia. The latest buzz surrounding the acquisition of Gridfinder by Rafa Racing Club marking a significant move into the sim racing community. With the FE7 figure investment, Gridfinder is poisoned to join the Rafa family, sharing a common goal of constructing the most extensive online racing platform globally. This collaboration promised to deliver unparalleled value to the sim racer games and probably to some motorsport enthusiasts. However, not everyone shared the same sentiment. Room Room on the recent uh, YouTube video aired their views, suggesting that Gridfinder may not be worth its seven-figure price tag. While they acknowledge the platform's current shortcomings, they fail to recognize the potential lying beneath the surface. Gridfinder may be a young company, but its ambitious roadmap for the upcoming years speaks volumes, with plans to enhance tools for sim racers, league manager, and various other stakeholders. Gridfinder aims to solidify its position as an indispensable resource in the sim racing community. Moreover, Greenfinder integration with the Rafa family will further amplify the technology problems across all affiliate brands. While Vroom Vroom criticized my old merit in certain aspects, it's essential to remember that invaluable role platforms like Greenfinder play now an advance in sim racing leagues. I totally understand that Vroom Vroom has gained a considerable success in their YouTube channel and Sunday News podcast, podcasting considerably high view counts, subscriber numbers, and of course, engagement metrics. If we compare it directly with Sim Sunday that belong to Gridfinder, they still not produce that expecting in YouTube numbers, and they are really low comparing with Vroom Vroom. But it's worth to consider their recent critique of Gridfinder with a discerning eye. While they may have valid points regarding Gridfinder's current limitation, it's important to recognize the broader context and potential impact of such criticism of the sim racing community. Sim racing, like other niche interests, thrives on constructive feedback and healthy dialogue, so despite differing opinions, it's clear that community collective efforts are driving the industry forward, ensuring continued grow and innovation in the world of sim racing. To finish, let me only break the numbers from the last month of Steam. Automobilista 2 keep getting more traction with a peak of 2.4k players making 32.66% more than the last month, but super far away from titles as Assetto Corsa, Assetto Corsa Competition and of course Forza Horizon 5 or Beam NG that keep having above 20k players peak with average of 13k players. For me, I think what keeps transcending is Dirt Rally 2 that keep having a bigger number comparing with his young brother WRC for me sport. Codemaster older titles still keep everyone go to the wheels, show the potential that Dirty Rally 2 can have it or could have it even if it was possible to have mods. 
In videos of the week, I have to take my head to Kiret, that ends to Germany and sit down with a CEO from Fanatec, something completely unexpected from his part and despite of Kiret have some nervousism, he provides great content that deserves to be on top 3 of the videos from the community for these weeks. Remember, the links will be always on the description of the video. The second one have to go to Alex Goldschmidt, have one of the most interesting podcasts that you can see on YouTube, and the last one made it with Danny Guser is a unique piece of content that deserves much more than the numbers of subscribers that he have. I believe his podcast is super well balanced in terms of content, careless of questions and knowledge, probably much much better than mine, so please guys give him a check. Out. Third video have to be Sim Racing 604 to bring a video with the title Is this the most realistic road car ever developed for a set of courses? In resume, we make a test on the spec of the P71. It's a myriad authentic feature including full model suspension, automatic transmission, and realist brake behavior totally unmatched in sim racing. The video is interesting for what all is discussed in terms of a road car is important or not for sim racing. Personally, I kind of enjoy it, so it's kind of cool to see what people like it or not, and for sure I will give it a try to see if the realism is on the way that he speaks. In terms of mods, two mods that are catching my eyes these weeks, and one of them is 1968 Daihatsu P5. They came from the historic sim studio that make cars and racetracks for Assetto Corsa, Assetto Corsa Pro and Automotive Lista 2. This is the first mod that they release in full in Assetto Corsa. It's a beautiful piece of content, just on my point, I think you need to have a little bit more of increase of the difficulty and challenge when you race AI on the same level. The second one has to be from Advanced Simulation Modding Group and is the new Clio RS Cup 5 touring car that have been made already in R-Factor 2 that you can see from the Steam Workshop but now arrive to a set of courses that probably is, not probably, is the best game around. I cannot wait to see this car being used on the LFM for some great races, the car drives amazing and for sure is a car that you don't want to lose. For my part, it's everything. Next week, you're gonna have another guest. I'm talking about a hot prospect driver from UK, Ruben Stanilaus, will sit down with me at Sim Motorsport to talk a little bit about it and about what is coming for the upcoming year. It's an interview that you don't want to lose and a great one. So guys, keep an eye on 14th of February for this interview. See you guys. <laughs>